Hello again. How has another week gone by? Astonishing. Uh, lovely to see and hear you again. Hope you've had a good week. So this week, I thought I'd talk about uh, something, again, I hear a lot in my coaching, which is when leaders find themselves spending quite a lot of time either correcting or hand-holding their staff and what that could be about and, you know, not to mention how frustrating it can be at times. And in particular, you know, how some leaders kind of end up feeling like they're doing two workloads because they're doing their own and their staff's and, you know, how overwhelming it can be and how frustrating it can be and how sometimes it even makes them think, maybe I just need to fire the team and start again. Now, I'm going to warn you, this week I've got my mischievous pants on. So I'm going to ask a couple of, you know, cheeky questions. Might be some niggling going on, but bear with me because it's all in a good cause. So when it comes to you spending quite a lot of your time kind of redoing, correcting or doing or handholding your team's work, what could that be about? Well, I've got a couple of ideas. The first one, um, I'm going to launch straight in with a mischief. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's you. If you've heard of Newton's third law, uh, he basically said to every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So sometimes what I wonder is if we're kind of inadvertently creating learned helplessness in our team. Are you, uh, are you a rescuer? Do you like being a rescuer? See what I mean about my mischievous pants? Now, you know, just between us, we've all been there. We've all taken some great satisfaction about being the go-to person for when things go wrong or, you know, when other folks can't live without us because we, we know so much and we can do so much, you know, there's some satisfaction. It's quite seductive. But is it helpful? And who is it serving? So if you do find yourself, you know, rescuing rather than developing, what outcome do you get? Are they better next time? Are they oblivious to what it is that they've done that's not quite to your standards or to your taste? I took a call recently from, um, let's call them Sheila, who was, uh, you know, really worrying about the performance of two of their team members. They'd literally just hired them and all they could see was they were just a cost to the bottom line. There was getting no benefit from these individuals. And we had a conversation, one of my free complimentary hours, and as a result of which we realized that where Sheila was going was part rescue and was part skill set. Uh, they were kind of of the impression that the performance could be just improved by slamming more knowledge into them. And actually through our conversation, what it became apparent was actually this was not a skill set issue, it was a mindset issue. Both of the individuals that they were talking about were having confidence crises. So as a result of our time together, what we kind of came up with is, you know, how they might go about building their confidence. Because, you know, 80% of our performance is down to our mindset, of which confidence is a massive factor. So before you kind of reach for that new training course, maybe have a, a moment of curiosity. What's getting in their way of performance? Here's a novel idea. Ask them. What do you need to be more successful? There's another uh, kind of client story where an individual's kind of, bear with me here, this might feel a bit tangential, um, where they talked about um, sending the other half out on a shopping trip and on the list was just tomatoes. Now in their mind, they meant tomatoes for a pasta dish. So actually coming back with cherry tomatoes in this instance wasn't what they wanted, they wanted tin tomatoes. So 
if it was for um, just general stuff in the fridge, just to have, you know, salad options, then, you know, cherry tomatoes is cool. But sometimes I find as leaders, we either aren't explicit enough about the how and why it needs to be that way. I'm making a pasta sauce. Or because our mind said, well, clearly it's tin tomatoes and anything other than tin tomatoes is a failure. So my advice is either get really explicit with the how or let go of the how if it doesn't matter. And instead really focus in on the what. So I guess to summarize this kind of, you know, if you find yourself spending a lot of time doing correcting handholding, maybe ask yourself a couple of questions. Is it you? Are you rescuing? Have a think about the mindset rather than the skill set of the individual. Is that what needs work? And let go of the how, if it's appropriate to let go of the how. You never know what magic might come out, you know, the innovation and the people around us, which if we let go of the how can absolutely realistically appear. Now, if any of this has resonated with you, then be like Sheila. Book in a call, let's you and me have a chin wag. Thanks so much. See you next time. Bye-bye.